Hey, everybody. It is Monday, the 15th. It's tax day for most people. I've already done mine, neener, neener. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, over the weekend, I was in Bakersfield, California. <laughs> and a lot of you are like, oh, you poor thing. Um, so I've got, but I've got this, I've got some, got some roots in Bakersfield. So I thought I'd actually you know, take a few minutes to tell that story. Um, when I was in college, I went to actually went to college at Eastern Washington University, and it's near Spokane, Washington. And I was a bilingual education major. So at the time, we were very low tech. There weren't computers, and uh, we used to have to go into um, the the job area of our major. And in that in that place, they would actually post uh, job opportunities um, all throughout the United States. So you would pull them down off a bulletin board, walk over to the copy machine, and copy the job application or the job um, uh, opportunity. And then you know I would take them all home, and I would get out a map book. I'm not kidding, and I would actually look them up to see where they were. And I figured, like bilingual education major, if I stuck to the the Western Corridor, uh, Washington, Oregon, um, California, that I had a pretty good chance of getting a job somewhere as a teacher. So I, you know, applied for. I'd pull out the map book and I'd look on the map and I'd actually check to see where the um, jobs were located. And so one particular job sheet said it was located in Bakersfield, California. Well, I, I looked out on the map book and it looked like it was just a couple hours from LA. So if there was nothing happening in Bakersfield, I figured I could get to Los Angeles and that wouldn't suck. Um, having no idea what Bakersfield was like. Um, and lo and behold, I got a phone call from that school inviting me to come down and interview for a, a teaching position. So I, 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 I booked my flight because it was the only call I had gotten to actually interview for a job. So I booked my flight and I flew into Bakersfield at 7.30 at night and it was still 91 degrees. It was freaking hot. It was like an oven. I can't even tell you, like sweating the minute that that blast of heat hit my face when I walked down the, the stairway. And then, as I went to collect my luggage, I, I got the unhappy news that my suitcase did not make it onto the plane. And um, that news wasn't as if it wasn't bad enough already, was compounded by the additional information that the suitcase would not be available till 12 o'clock the next day. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, that's not too bad. Well, no, it wouldn't have been too bad if my interview wasn't at 10 o'clock the next day. And so here I am, dressed very casually. I had bought this cool-looking suit, all ready to interview. It was going to look so sharp, and now that didn't even make it with me. Fortunately, one of the teachers at the school where I was interviewing, Mary Ann, had offered to put me up at her house um, when I came to interview. And she happened to be the same size I was. 
So she loaned me, we went through her closet and picked out an outfit that I could wear to the interview, shoes and all. And um, the next day, I'm, you know, I mean, I had to use her makeup, had to use everything. I had nothing. So I get myself all dressed up. Um, and, you know, imagine what that does to like your brain, right? You, you had one plan. You had everything mapped out. You had everything down to the finest detail, all taken care of. And none of it, none of it makes it with you. Um, and you are, you are having to like improvise a plan B to the very first job interview you've ever gone on for your career, your life career. It was, I, I was, I, I, I can't even tell you how nervous I was. And um, so we go to the school. She takes me to the school and um, I wait for my turn to interview in a hallway. And then I walk into this room and there were 15 people sitting in a U-shaped formation in this room waiting to interview me. And I, I, I couldn't help it. I walked in. I took a look at the whole panel. I put my hands up and I said, I didn't do it, whatever it was. And that actually, uh, that actually got everybody, all of us laughing. It made me a little less nervous. And, um, you know, I think the interview went fairly well. Um, but I flew home like the next day, swearing to myself that I was not freaking going to be working in Bakersfield, California. I was going to do whatever I needed to do to get a job in Washington. Sadly, the budget in Washington did not pass for quite some time. They were all like gridlocked and everything. And I had given myself a personal deadline of when I would need to be packing up and heading to Bakersfield if I didn't have a job by then. Because I figured, you know, having a job in the hand is better than none. Um, so my deadline came and I packed up all of my stuff. And actually the night before I left, my parents who, um, uh, my dad was actually, um, training for a new position somewhere else in the state. They had moved out of our hometown and he was training several, several cities away, a couple hours away. Um, they came to, um, visit, um, before a couple days before I had to leave. And, uh, I can remember crying and telling my mom, I can't do this. I can't go. I don't know what I'm doing. And my mom said, there's a reason. There is a reason that you got this job. There is a reason for you going. We don't know what that reason is, but we know there's a reason for this. And you will go and you will be fine. And it, it, it helped boost me a bit. Um, and then I had these really great guy friends that were like not, they, they swore they would not let me leave until I knew how to change the oil in my car and how to change a flat tire everybody needs to have friends like this, right? That you just do. You just do. You need to have friends in your life that that look out after you to that extent. So they taught they taught me how to do all of that. Um packed up my car and hugged my sister goodbye cuz I'd been living with her for the summer. And uh that started me crying and I swear to you that I pretty much cried 
through the next couple states until I got into California and uh, back to Marianne's place, who was going to let me stay there until I found a place to live. Um, but here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. I learned that um, when I put myself in a position, purposely put myself in a position that was a huge stretch for me emotionally, um, personally, uh, as far as my career, all of these things, I put myself in a place that was this huge stretch. And during that time that I lived in Bakersfield, I learned an incredible amount about myself. I learned what my strengths were. I learned what my growth areas were. I learned that there were things that I wish my parents had actually prepared me for. Like, um, I don't know, making my own doctor's appointments. I know that sounds stupid, but my mom made them all for me all throughout college. All I'd have to do is call her and go, hey, mom, make me a dentist appointment. I'm going to be home for spring break. Can you make sure I have an appointment? And she would take care of it. Um, I had to learn how to do all of those things. Oh, oh, and here's the big one. Here's the big one. You guys are probably going to laugh, but I that year, my very first year of teaching um, in 1982, my salary was $13,500 for the year. No, seriously, for the year. And, um, you know, the, the, the topper on that was that um, teachers, I wish I didn't know this, and I'd never had a teaching job. Teachers get paid monthly. Yes, that's right. One time a month. And me, who had never really learned how to li live on a budget, would pretty much run out of money by the 17th of the month. And I'd have, I don't know, 25, 50 bucks to my name for the next two weeks. So I got really creative with uh, how, to, how to serve myself baked potatoes and oatmeal and things like that. Um, but, uh, and so that's, I mean, that's just a, a good thing to just put in your back pocket for things that you need to make sure you teach your kids before they leave your home <laughs> is do those things for them that help them to be self-sufficient. And also, you know what? I really want to encourage you, if you're a parent, to um, allow your children to stretch themselves. Allow your children to put themselves in situations where they, they fail, where they might fail, and let them fail. Because if you really think about it, that's the way we learn. That's probably the way you learned. You didn't learn by your parents like blocking the consequence from you. As a matter of fact, you were probably grounded for doing something just like I was that I wasn't supposed to do. Um, but for some reason, um, we want to cushion that for our kids. And that actually, that actually is shortening their character lessons, right? When we interfere in the things that happen with our kids. And thank God my mom didn't do that. My mom was like, you've got a job, you go, you do it. Um, but when we do that to our kids, to our friends, um, we shorten their character lesson. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I see that the world could use a little more character, right? So I, I'm going to encourage you guys to uh, go out there and, and, uh, Work yourselves, stretch yourselves, and work yourselves through something that builds your character. All right, till the next time, 
Have a great week, month. No, I'll, I'll be back with you in a week. Have a great week. Bye.